Hello, and welcome back to A Better World. This is your host, Mitchell J. Rabin, and I'm very glad you're joining us again today. Today, we're going to have another very interesting show, playing on the same theme that we do, well, routinely. And we probably will do it routinely until we affect a greater change in our relationship to our environment, to Gaia, Pachamama, our world. We have to renew, refurbish, reinvent the way we relate to Mother Earth because, needless to say, we have caused so much harm and so much damage. And it is resulting in what we refer to as global warming, which has then led to, of course, what we now know as climate change. And this has been known for many years, actually, going back to the earlier part of the 20th century. Some people knew even before that during the Industrial Age. But it has really gained momentum over the past 50 or so years, and science has come to show us just what kind of damage we have done. And it continues to show up in our weather patterns, in melting ice caps, and the like. Well, in that light, today we are going to be continuing on, as I mentioned, with this theme. And I have invited to discuss this subject today a lovely woman who has been a longtime environmentalist, Ellie Lesson. Ellie is leading the drawdown event that you've heard me refer to on this show, taking place in New York City, sponsored by the Pachamama Alliance, along with the Society for Ethical Culture, on September 24th. And all of that is on my website, abetterworld.tv. You can go. Please get tickets. Please come. It's going to be a special event, and Ellie will be telling us more about it in a moment. But I want to give you a little bit more background on Ellie because her work has been very focused in many ways on the subject of today's show. Ellie is a seasoned professional executive producer of large-scale global and national events, both for corporations and nonprofit organizations. While now semi-retired, her last event in the wake of the Me Too movement and its Up to Us movements was the commemoration of International Women's Day for the United Nations in the UN's iconic General Assembly Hall. You see, she plays in very small venues. She played a part with many teams and movements over time. A few are Intel's celebration of the minds behind mobile computing, Planned Parenthood, the inaugural event of the newest UN agencies, UN Women, World Team Sports honoring achievements of disabled athletes, Ms. Foundation for Women, and the Women's Sports Foundation bringing forth the rise of women athletes. Her environmental work involves being a climate reality leader, leading Pachamama Alliance programs, including upcoming drawdown programs, being on her local environmental committee in rural Green Township, New Jersey. Her passion is for environmental work, and it's born from being the daughter of a remarkable man, clearly her father, who created and presented programs on science and astronomy for young people. He taught her the love of the earth and the power of science. I love that line, Ellie. I love that, <laughs> that you were so inspired. Welcome to A Better World. It's a pleasure to have you. Oh, thank you so much, and it's a pleasure to be here with you, Mitchell. 
I'm excited. Good. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Well, we have a few things to unpack today in our show. Okay. And I'd love for you to sort of lead us first with this most kind of immediate event that you are so involved in producing <laughs> at the Society right. for Ethical Culture in your right. semi-retirement. Ha, ha, That's ha. Right. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what it is and explain to us about Drawdown, Paul Hawkins' latest book. You got it. First thing I want to say is that when you were talking before, you mentioned that the event is being sponsored by Pachamama Alliance, which it is, the Ethical Society, and also for 350 NYC. I wanted to. Oh yes, uh, thank you for let that. Let everybody yeah. know about that. Okay. Well, uh, first so of all, so a bit about drawdown and the upcoming event. Sure. Uh, a, a little bit about drawdown itself. Yes. Yes. Sure. So everyone um, knows, the audience knows what what we're referring to with that word and sure. the idea behind it. What drawdown refers to in an environmental sense is that point of time where greenhouse gases reach their height and then be- begin to come down then begin to come down. And I will explain how that fits into drawdown. Um, Mm -hmm. As you mentioned, uh, you were were talking about in the early 1900s that uh, the uh, the CO2 emissions really began to rise. They did. They went from, uh, for 200,000 years, I think humanity has been on the planet. And all the while we've been here, Mitchell, we have lived somewhere around 300 parts per million CO2 emissions. That's been where we've been. Somewhere around the industrial age, it started to move up. And somewhere around, I want to say, the 1930s, it actually just went, started going up, right? Climbing. Uh, Climbing, yeah, just like Zoom, right? Yeah. And so so just think that humanity has basically been around at 300 parts per million. And we start moving to industrial age going up, and in about 1930s it really starts zooming. Um, where we are at today is we are at over 400 parts per million. And that really doesn't even take into account methane and HFCs. So we're actually moving closer to towards 500, which means we are in Terra Nova, basically a place mm-hmm. that man has never been before. We are in a we're in a brand new world. Human being hasn't lived in that condition. So. Uh, why we're talking about drawdown today is, is because um, environmentalist Paul Hawken, extraordinary man, uh, was watching this. And although he's not a scientist, he started asking scientists, friends, um, has anyone done? Has anyone uh, made a list of those solutions to of solutions to this problem that actually could reverse the direction that we're going towards. And no one had made a list. 
science had done a, a fantastic job of telling us what the problem was and what we could expect. And actually even entrepreneurs and scientists coming up with solutions. But no one had ever studied whether or not we could reverse that. So somewhere about five or six years ago, when um, Paul Hawken realized where we were at at parts per million, he just decided, I'm going to take this on. And he began to lead a group of scientists and researchers and economists and thought leaders in a multi-year greatest solutions that were already on hand. And would they, if we scaled them up over time, over a 30-year period, could we reverse global warming? Not mitigate it. I mean, he 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 actually feels that the Paris Accord, the two the the two percent or whatever it is, that that is not going to get the job done when we're in the when we're heading in the direction that we're heading in. The wise thing yes. to do is not to go slower over a cliff, but actually turn around and go the other way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So that yeah. is what so that's, uh, they studied, that's the and when they, yeah, and when they when they yeah. finally. And, and this was meticulous research. Um, and when, when they finally hit the button to see if it was possible to do so, they found that it was, that there were certain already existing solutions that mankind had that were already up and running, that if we just scaled them up over the next 30 years, we can reduce global warming. So on the eve of, well, not uh, just climate. reduce, but literally reverse. Reverse. I meant to say reverse. Yes, forget yes. No, right. reduce. Bad word. Bad word. Mm-hmm. We can reverse global warming. No, it's not but. a bad word at all. But it's it's <laughs> on the way. To, it's on the way to reversing. Yes, right. It's good if you want to lose weight, I suppose. <laughs> but no, what we want to yeah. do with global warming is reverse it. So, on the evening, the first night of Climate Week, New York, September twenty fourth. 2018, mm-hmm. we are having a drawdown, a program about drawdown. But by the way, the um, uh, results were put into a book, uh, Drawdown, the most comprehensive plan ever created to reverse global warming, which was the 2000, 2017 best-selling envi- environmental book. And we are having an evening about it with with legendary Bill McKibben moderating. Uh, of 350.org, folks. Of 350.org, yes. the Bill McKibben. Yep. <laughs> and the lead uh-huh. writer of the lead writer of Drawdown, Catherine Wilkinson, and Chad Frischman, who was the uh, who was in, was in charge of all of the research, all of the science, all of the nitty gritty, oh, will be there too, along with. Several other people, I don't want to do a laundry list right now, but it's, a, it, it's an incredibly exciting program, and we've already sold well over 500 tickets, and we're a month Beautiful. out. Yeah. We do want to mention uh, Lynn Twist because she's been on our show a couple of times. We and do our want audience to mention. knows of sure. her, the author oh, of good. The Soul of Money 
and the founder of the Soul of Money Institute, as well as someone who is first known through her work in the Hunger Project uh, right. back in the 1970s and ultimately led to the formation of the Pachamama Institute, Pachamama Alliance, in the early right. 1990s with her husband Bill, Trent right. Apple, and uh, a few other of their good friends. So, yes. yeah, yes. well, wonderful. So and, you are and, heading and, and, this and, and, up. <laughs> yeah. No, I just want to say that, that Lynn and Paul Hawken have collaborated on so many things together, you know, and yes. that we, yes. we've created the course to further this work. So that's yes, exciting. that's so yeah. good, Ellie. I'm so pleased to hear all of us. And so, you know, for the sake of the audience, I, I want them so much to know that uh-huh. while – there is so much abuse of our planet every single day, every single minute. There is also a tremendous countervailing force <laughs> that actually our dear, wonderful um, Paul Hawken wrote about in Blessed Unrest That's and right. spoke about at Bioneers. And, and that is, and I've made reference to this so many times here, mm-hmm. uh, this, this counterport, uh, counterpoint power that is moving literally millions of people into the direction of a carbon, (laughs) zero carbon, zero waste kind of world, which are the component parts of of creating the reversal of climate change that you are talking about. You know, it's funny you should mention that because one of my favorite quotes about this comes from Paul Hawken where he actually speaks about this. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> he, said, yeah. he says, when people ask me, you know, this is before he created Drawdown. So he, put, he yes. said, when people ask me if I'm pessimistic or optimistic about the future, my answer is always the same. He said, I, if you look at the science about what's happening on Earth and you aren't pessimistic, then you don't understand data. But if right. you meet the people who are working to restore this Earth, and the lives of the poor, and you aren't optimistic, then you haven't got a pulse. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. Oh, see, that's beautiful. beautiful. I thought you were going to refer to his other line that I just think is utterly brilliant, where he says, there is a superpower in this world, and it doesn't have national boundaries. Yes. It doesn't have a white male vertebrate in power. Charismatic, <laughs> it, right, charismatic. It is the people themselves on the ground, the NGOs, the nonprofits, the social enterprise, people who are actually engaged in making the changes on every single level, every stratum of society. I well, just you, think that is so true. Yes, and you know, and this is the this is the important part. Uh, you know, one of the things that we all have to to be for each, each other is we need to tell each other winning stories. Do you, do you know yes. what I'm saying? I and do. we need to val- not phony stories, but really no, no. winning inspirational stories. And that sure. is the beauty of drawdown. These solutions are not only winning stories, but they are up, they are working, they are viable, they are economically viable. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, and, I do. And, so, yes, I do. And, and, and that's part of what we all need to do. One of the things that uh, people 
feel after they find out about drawdown is an extraordinary sense of hope and excitement mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and possibility. I would like to say, yeah, I, I, I agree. One of the things that surprised me um, right. in a very interesting way is that yes. one of the top items, and please, you know, fine-tune this because I'm not exactly <laughs> sure which item it is, but it's very okay. close to the top, if not the very top, top is yep. something that people would not think about. I happen to be rather technologically oriented when it comes to solutions, and I'll get to that in a moment. But this sure. one was about educating women from developing countries and giving them not just high school but college educations, and that led to a profound change in our uh, climate change issue. Yeah, right? it's educating, yes, it's, uh, it's number six. Educating women. Educating, educating girls and women, especially in countries where they yes, don't get yes, to, at least up to high school. Okay, because what happens when they're educated is they become their own person. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. If they don't get that, if they get married young, if they start to have children, they wind up having an average of, you like numbers, 5.6 children, right? When they (laughs) have an education, they become I always wonder what that 0.6 child would look like, Ellie. (laughs) (laughs) Very slender. (laughs) (laughs) when When they... you know, when they have when when they have an education, they become persons on their own, and they 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 by the way have children later. They have two children, not nearly six children, which really handles the whole population issue issue uh, as well. And they and they become uh, and they become. You know, it, it's like it's a story of, of what happened with women when they get small loans. You know what they do with it, and yes. how they become like entrepreneurial. Like the Grameen Bank of Mohammed exactly. Yunus, exactly. Exactly. So it's interesting that uh, number six is educating girls and women, and number seven. Oh, that's number is, six. Yeah. Is, is number seven is family planning. When you, uh-huh. but having said that, having said that, when you take those two things, because they're really kind of the same, right? The ability to mm-hmm. to plan your 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 life plan your family, when you take those two things and put them together, women, that becomes the number one driver uh, for reversing global warming. Mm-hmm. You know, as Paul Hawkins said, because yeah. honest to God, you know, they, when they were studying all these things, they really didn't know how things were going to come out. You know, he, he said, you know, when, when they did that and when they looked, when they saw that Women being educated and family planning could be the number one. That those two things together, he said. Who knew? I thought it was. I thought it was solar panels. No, it's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, so, along that same line. Surprise things like that. Hmm? Yeah, exactly. Along that same line, something yes. that uh, is very um, disturbing as well. Right. and might also alter people's thinking about mm-hmm. the causes, the drivers of, of uh, global warming and greenhouse gases, is we typically think about um, fossil fuels and right. carbon emissions from that. And, yes, that is very important, no mm-hmm. question about it. Right. However, 
it ends up that methane is approximately 100 times more severe, and methane is a result of commercial ag, commercial agriculture, largely um, animal husbandry, you know, mm-hmm. and the enormous commercial farms of cattle, hogs, yeah. and well, chickens. There's, there's, yeah, there's some extraordinarily wonderful solutions that are in this book that really address that, some that are very exciting. Mm-hmm. And Can you share and with us way, a little bit? Well, one of the solutions, which I, I it, it's actually there's so there's a hundred eighty there's eighty and then there's there, there's twenty that are coming attractions, and one that's uh-huh. coming one that's coming attractions is titled a catwalk on a beach. Uh, <laughs> what what that what happened was I'll I'll just want to I want to say it so briefly because we don't have much time. Basically, what happened was uh, cows that were grazing near the beach wandered onto the beach and were eating seaweed what the farmer noticed was that these particular cows that went there over time were i guess we have to say it you know less less gas they were excluding less gas they were providing more milk or whatever else and Mm -hmm. then he began he wondered if maybe there was something in the seaweed he got to a researcher. They did a, they yeah. they did something, and they found out a particular enzyme, a particular kind of seaweed. I I don't know the the details yeah. of it, but here is what they found. This has not been scaled up enough yet, but here's what they found. When they gave cows that weren't eating seaweed, when they gave them just ten percent of their diet was this seaweed mixture that they were able to create, the methane. The methane that the cows produced was reduced by ninety percent. What? That's yes, ninety percent. Now, think about that. This, this is why I'm telling you that some of these solutions that are in the book are so yes. exciting, and 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 it's wow. also it's also working with nature. Do you know what I'm saying? It's I also do. finding because the cows knew what they wanted to eat. You know. Sure. I mean, it, sure. it was a, a, a farmer who knew his cows, figuring something out, and it turned out to be scientifically viable, and it turned out that they, they're now doing this. So this is one of the 20 up-and-comers. You talk about... That is uh, awesome. You talk, well, I'll give you that the number three. awesome. The number mm-hmm. three driver is reduced food waste. In the world, we throw away 30 to 40% of what we of what we grow Produce. now in de- yeah. in developed countries, uh, you know our listeners will be you know open up your refrigerator and look at something you know some salad or some vegetables that you bought that somehow got pushed to the back. You've got this slimy mm-hmm. mess, right? Okay. Yeah. When yeah. when food is even if it's recycled, but when it goes into a landfill, it becomes methane. It 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 it, it, it exudes methane. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So yes. consider all all we. No, it's part away. of the fungal. It's part of the bacterial and fungicidal effect that right. occurs. It's it's right. It's the it's a fermentation process. Right, and think about how many how much you know we have. So that's one of the things, by the way, that every single person can do right away because we all eat, right? 
we can yes. we can we can throw away less. We can consider what we have there, throw it into a soup. It, it, these incredibly small things that are not yes. labor, okay, it, it will make huge differences. Now, in 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 countries that are not wealthy countries like ours, food goes to waste often because it doesn't make it to the people who need it. Because people that yes. need food eat all their food, right? So yes. there are different challenges and ways that we have to solve this problem, but that turns out to be the number three driver. If yes. we can reduce that, Very interesting. and anybody can start Very on that right away. You know, my mother was right all along, Ellie. <laughs> Finish the food on your plate. <laughs> Did she know she was involved in helping to stem climate change? <laughs> she was. She and every other. Right, a good Jewish a mother, bit. right? <laughs> eat everything. Eat, 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 my child. Oh, that's so funny. No, that's brilliant. You know, you're building up a certain amount of suspense here since you've yes. told us about the sixth and the seventh and the eighth and then the third, but you haven't said what the second and the first are. Are you going to hold us in suspense until we come on 924 or what? <laughs> <laughs> that would be clever. Do you want me to? <laughs> you can share uh, it with us because the okay. fact is that in that evening, and we really want yeah. to make it clear to everybody, I, you know, we have people listening from India and Canada and People are okay. not going to be traveling those distances oh, to come, and we don't want come. you to, actually. To uh, but, right. but wait a minute. Isn't it being live-streamed? I think that hasn't been confirmed, but I hope so. I and mean, we'll find out. And oh, I would hope out. so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yes. I, I may have so. to intercede so. here. Yes, I may have guess. someone who can handle that. If oh, okay. Well, that, that's something we should talk about. We'll talk yeah. about that, absolutely. Yes, we Because we would love to be able to have a... A vast reach of of you know of participation in this because everyone uh-huh. who hears and everyone who listens to these wonderful people who will be there uh, under the uh, moderation of Bill McKibben will be le- will all be on the same page. I very much believe okay. in quantum fields and morphogenetic fields, and when yes, the information is shared right among oh, yes. all oh, of yes. us. Yeah. Then there is an energy that gets generated and a uh, momentum absolutely. to be part of the solution. Okay, so I right? want everybody to know I'm making a commitment. I think it's going to happen, and we'll make it happen. Okay? Yes, <laughs> I'll help to make it happen. That's our intent. That's our intent. What's interesting is, I just want to add to this last wonderful thing you shared with us about Mm -hmm. the seaweed. Um, You know, the Japanese have long been known as the longest-lived people on the planet, and Mm -hmm. one of the main reasons is because of um, seaweed. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's more than that. It's actually a couple of other fermented items as well as uh, what they call coral coral calcium. But, you know... Mm -hmm. By and large, it has to do with the minerals that are in the seaweed. And here you are telling us that when cattle eat that seaweed, <laughs> they, they do. Now, why would they be excluded, right? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it doesn't it it doesn't require much, and it it that's a huge difference that it makes um, that kind of methane from from. Uh, not only cattle, but other animals. But I think the kind of animals that have a couple of stomachs, you know, so that they have they, yeah, they right. let out a lot of gas. Yeah. Well, all right. Right. Uh, yeah. So 
So you want to mm-hmm. share with us two in one? I will. Da, 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 da. You have number two. A couple more minutes. Go for sure. it. Number 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 two is wind turbines. Mm-hmm. Offshore wind turbines. Yes. And number one, this is going to be. You people are going to go what? Are, are you ready for this? Refrigeration management. Oh really? Yeah. It turns out that all that energy and all that it takes our food system to keep everything, do you know what I'm saying, refrigerated? Yes. And it requires so much energy. Well, but but not yes. only that, here's the, here's the thing, but but not only that, when that equipment is thrown away. You mean away, the CFCs? This, oh, yeah. That's right. The HFCs, I think it is. But when that oh, okay. equipment is thrown away, it is in the throwing away of all that equipment that an incredible amount of that gas, which is so much more powerful than CO2 Freon. Or, 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 yep. even, or even methane, uh, that worldwide is a huge problem. By the way, so when, they, when, when Paul Hawkins said that this came up as number one, he couldn't believe it. He says, what? <laughs> he thought it was going to be... You know, something really romantic and wonderful. Refrigeration, <laughs> man. Yeah, right. But well, it, actually, it, yeah. no, please, please go on. No, no, but when you think about Finish this thing, I mean, there's a long story about it. And it but think about all of these, uh, all of these things. This is what's so important. All of this, all of these things will require people, jobs, entrepreneurs. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Oh, I do. I live in that world. The cascading benefits of working on these things will be so beneficial. Utterly transformative is what they are. Utterly Utterly transformative. Utterly transformative. Utterly transformative. transformative. Uh, and, And what are... So we have the solutions at hand. You know, and what what our challenge is and this is what i am taking on and i know you are taking on mitchell is the create is is the is the the creation of the possibility of taking this on and tipping the tipping point do you know what i'm saying yes because we because we can do it we can do it oh, yes. you know bill McKibben, that we all know and love he said another thing climate change is the single this biggest thing that humans have ever done on this planet mm-hmm. and the one thing that needs to be bigger is our movement to stop it and yeah. now we know and now we have a now we have a list we have a path forward we know what to do we know what to work yes. on yeah. well i'll tell you i just want to you know fill this out there have been okay. many of us before this book came out that have yes. been working, have had a path forward. Our path sure. did not begin with this book. And yet Paul Hawken has, for me personally, been a true inspiration since right. his book, The Ecology of Commerce, first came out. So right. I am a fan, and I'm very pleased to say that he'll be on uh, Better World Radio with me on September 5th. So wow. he's completely behind what's going on here. But I want to say, I would myself, Ellie, alter the order a little bit if I might do so. And I would say that number one is actually the human mind. 
The human mind needs to be worked with. Of course, I am a psychotherapist, so grant me, I will be a little prejudiced, a little biased. And the second thing I would actually say is the human heart. And when these things are changed, the rest of them follow suit. That's where I personally come from. And so I'm working always through a, through a better world to be altering the minds and altering the hearts. And once you do that, you have a clear path forward because the sense of commitment and the sense of fluidity toward yeah. the realization of uh, use of the technologies and everything mm-hmm. else you were saying about the education of girls and women, et cetera, et cetera, flows mm-hmm. like a beautiful stream. Yeah, and it, does, and it, and it, doesn't, it doesn't feel like a burden. It feels actually like a gift. That's a good, you know, that's a very good point. And it's fun to collaborate to create (sighs) zero waste. It's fun to collaborate. I think it's also important, and I really do like to make this point. Now, I don't like making it, but I feel like I have to make it. We have, as a planet, passed certain tipping points. We have, we have lost hundreds, maybe probably thousands of species already. Maybe hundreds of thousands, actually, um, based on what we have done over the last, you know, 200 or so years. There has been damage done that is probably irreversible or reversible over the course of many millions of years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. However, Mm -hmm. that notwithstanding, we have, what do you say? What's the phrase we use in the business world? Cut your losses. You know, (laughs) realize that damage has been done. What can we do starting today to alter the 350 or 400 parts per million um, future that we would have if we don't kind of get down to business and do the things that you and I talk about, what we talk about in the Pachamama Alliance world, and Mm -hmm. what we will be talking about on September 24th. Yeah, that's our challenge. Right. That that is bringing that possibility. But you know, uh, you and I have lived through. I, I think everybody, everybody that's listening today, has had has had a moment in their life where what seemed impossible was made possible. They've either uh-huh. seen yeah. it or they or they've lived it. They know it and they know what that feeling is. Do you know? Very true. I and do. that's what that's what we're going for because if we all take this on, uh, the 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 what awaits us uh, is going to be remarkable. And here's what's more important: you know, we'll be the kind of human beings we want to be. That we want to be, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's a beautiful point to end this on. I want to huh? actually uh, quote. Um, Nelson Mandela, I have this at the bottom of my electronic signature, um, uh-huh. which which is another way of saying what you were saying, which is I, mm-hmm. I, it's so succinct and to the point. Thank Mandela for that. Quote, yeah. it always seems impossible until it's done. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> right? Yes, indeed. And yes, I indeed. believe and you believe that we'll be looking back in about, I don't know, 30 years or so, and say, we did it! <laughs> we did it! Yep. We have well, cows walking the beaches! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Ellie, very, thank yes, you so much exciting. for being on today. Thank really you so much for having input. me.
Thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate You're being here. You're doing wonderful work. So glad. And, uh, well, I'll be seeing you soon. We have a wonderful uh, event coming up. It's very exciting, and I just, you know, thank you for myself and for everyone else for the good work yes. you've been doing in spearheading this. You oh, and, and, uh, and, and Monica Weiss at Society for Ethical Culture. Right, and I, I invite everybody to go, uh, you know, uh, uh, do they have the flyer? Will everybody be able to take a look at that? Yes, well, uh, we have See this posted be- on abetterworld.tv, so it's easy okay. where people can click there or on our Facebook page and our Twitter feed. We have all the uh, the link for buying tickets. They're only because $10. Because we have book, remarkable, so. there will be several other remarkable people doing extraordinary things, including the person who's for New York City who's in charge of protecting New York City in the wake of climate change. He's a remarkable guy. So, and he'll be uh, speaking at the event. Yes, he'll be there. He'll be yes. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Ellie Lesson, thank you again for being on today and for all the good work you've been doing, this and You're much welcome. else for the course of time. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Kate. Sure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Ellie Lesson, who is just doing so much to advance this particular event that's coming up. But beyond that, really, even though this is going to be a very fun and special event, uh, has been working tirelessly for so many years on behalf of the planet, as we do here in A Better World, uh, to bring about this neutralization of the harmful effects of global warming and greenhouse gases. And uh, for my part, I want to say, you know, there are natural cycles, and I think it's ridiculous to think that there are not, and climate changes over time. However, what we're dealing with here is the anthropogenesis of what we refer to as climate change. It's the vast, severe, unnatural, non-organic acceleration of this thing now called climate change as a result of the accumulation of of carbon emissions, of pollution, of contamination of our waterways, of our entire ecosystem. And I actually don't hear a lot of people talking about pollution and contamination, but I personally think that that is a very large part of it. And I'll tell you why. Because when our waterways are not flowing correctly because of contaminants, as well as such things as sludge, um, when our air is not properly circulating because it's actually a little heavier, because it doesn't have the proper oxygen content, and because it has so many other um, chemicals in the air. And just yesterday, a report came out from China stating the dangers for cognition and relative to Alzheimer's and dementia, that result as a result of polluted air. So you can see that once you realize things, everything is systemic. Everything is truly one large holistic organism. And when you really cognize that, when you, as we say in sci-fi, grok that, then all of a sudden, Everything we do, what we say, what we think, all begins to matter on a very subtle yet very profound level. And we want to be providing health 
and healing and solutions instead of contamination. So that pollution and that contamination adds to the issue of carbon, carbon emissions because our ecosystem cannot flow the way it was designed to do because it's been slowed down by having to neutralize the effects of these contaminants because that's what nature does. Nature is always detoxifying and neutralizing the negative effects of things that occur. Sometimes it's through dilution, but ultimately it's through a chemical transformation. Even if it takes, you know, it could take decades, it could take hundreds, thousands, or hundreds of thousands of years, like, say, the decomposition of plastics. Oh, it will happen eventually. You know, the old ancient Chinese saying of the soft overcomes the hard. Water eventually wears down a rock. It's slow, don't hold your breath, but it does and will happen. This is a matter of physics. But what we have done, what we refer to, of course, as anthropogenesis, uh, that means man-generated, man-originated, that's what the issue is. And as soon as we saw it, some of us began to get into action to neutralize it. Now, as I said, we have passed some tipping points. Many sentient beings have died and become extinct as a result of our human intervention in nature. And we should grieve and we should mourn for the losses that we have caused, literally caused, but the next step is to be accountable and to change the future and shape a future where that kind of murder, literally, genocide, really, will be stopped, will be stopped. And that's where the brilliant work um, and consistent work of gentlemen like Paul Hawken and so many others who are all over the planet are stepping up to the plate and working at solving and resolving this issue and actually having a good amount of fun at it as well. And as the listeners know, you do know that I am very much an advocate of what we refer to as social enterprise, social entrepreneurism, wherein we can also generate our revenue. We can actually... Uh, become financially sustainable from doing good. So as they say, do well by doing good. And this, of course, is one of the mottos of A Better World and of many, many organizations, the B corporations, the benefit corporations, and others like it across the planet uh, that are doing this kind of work. And I feel honored and blessed to be aware of many of these initiatives and in some cases uh, able to participate in them through some of what I do in a better world of capital raises for these startup companies that are just biting at the bit to bring their wares to market, to bring their technologies. And one of them I've been working on for some time now is 
it's so interestingly a wind technology, which is what was, if I recall what Ellie said, number two. Number two, wind technology, even more than solar. Wow. So I'm working with a uh, wind company and wind technology that would is so efficient that it picks up um, the wind at just a few miles an hour, and it can perform in wind over 100 miles an hour where other systems will close down. And in between, even on the very lower levels, it will be able to generate uh, electricity at fractions of a penny per kilowatt hour. What does that all mean, folks? In plain lay English, it means that our electricity costs with zero emissions, totally eco-friendly, can be cut in at least half, at least half. And that is especially important uh, in the developing countries where electricity is so expensive, or the island nations as well. So we have revolutionary technologies in our hands, at our fingertips, and we need now the political will and a little financial to help move these forward. So I just want to share all of that with you as well, that the solutions truly are at hand. And I would again recommend not only uh, Paul Hawkins' latest book, Drawdown, as Ellie was talking about, and as our coming event is based on, but also a prior book called Blessed Unrest, which is naming the work of literally thousands, if not quite literally, I don't think he names them all, millions of organizations that are uh, in action around the world working for the good, the betterment, the sustainability of human life, of sentient life here on our beautiful planet. So on that note, I want to just thank you all for listening. It's such a pleasure to have you listening here at A Better World when you have so many choices. And uh, just a shout out to the people in, uh, in India and Mexico and Spain and the UK and Australia who listened from very far away from the Big Apple here in the city of New York. It's such a pleasure. Of course, we have Americans and Canadians listening as well, and that's always such a pleasure as well. But when we know that we are reaching people worldwide and they are listening, it just uh, moves us all here at A Better World tremendously. And just, again, a thank you. And I am going to be looking into the live streaming of this event so we can be assured of your being able to tune in from wherever you may be if you can't get to the Society of Ethical Culture at 2 West 64th Street on the evening of September 24th. So on that note, make sure to visit us at our website for those of you who are within proximity, go to abetterworld.tv. There you can also sign up for our newsletter. It's free. It comes out only once a week. You will not be bombarded, I assure you. Occasionally we send out another one or two announcing certain special events like this. And uh, other than that, it's really to announce our weekly radio show 
and TV show and special events that are happening around our planet, our backyard. I always love hearing from you at uh, my email, especially mjr at abetterworld.net, mjr at abetterworld.net, or by phone, 212-420-0800. And if you need any of our services here, the energy balancing services, coaching, counseling, professional, personal, just uh, drop me a line and we can do it. And I work with people across the world because we work by Skype and it's easy and the biofeedback reaches far beyond its uh, locality. We call it non-local consciousness. Remember also that we are a 501c3, a nonprofit organization, and any of your donations truly help us to grow our presence online and in media. So on that note, I want to just say thank you again. This is Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World, and I look forward to seeing you all next time.